Is this an R-rated show? <laughs> very much so. Okay. R-X, whatever. It's fine. Just tell us what you need to tell us. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. Hi, Emily. Sorry. I'm sorry. Do you need some coffee? That's what I was going to do. I was going to make coffee before we recorded. Shit. Um, so, hi, listeners. Hey, what's up? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Joy, we've, yeah. I think we have a lot of new listeners. <gasps> we do. You're right. Hi, everyone. Hello, Hello new friends. Welcome. Hello, old friends. Yeah, hi. Uh, Quick shout out to Emmy Lou. Yeah. And Debbie Bean. Yeah. Lovely fans of ours from the beginning. That's right. Um, Debbie Bean does delightful stained glass. Her name is very unusual. Just Google Debbie Bean. Yeah. I actually have a piece of hers sitting like two feet away from me on my dresser. Yeah, I have it in my kitchen. I love her stuff. Yeah. So hi, Debbie. Hi, Emmy. Hi, Debbie. Um, but yeah, hi to our new people. Uh, very excited to have you here. Mm-hmm. I hope you like it. Um, so yeah. Uh, Joy, how have you been? What have you been up to? We moved recently. We live in Long Beach now. Um, and we're pretty close to the beach. So um, I feel much better than I did living far, 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 far away from the beach for the last three years i'm so glad yeah it's nice i love that well we're talking about getting bicycles and stuff you know do it Mm. oh i love that um i went into the bike shop to look oh yeah and i went (laughs) and these bikes are all far too large this is is this a normal bike size i just had this moment of like i'm not big enough to ride these bikes what I don't know. I Did you even hold. try to get no, on? No, well, no, because my child would not behave. But oh. um, I came home and I told Tim, I was like, all of those bikes look cartoonishly too large for me. And I even asked the salesperson and he confirmed that, yes, I should be riding a bike with 26 inch wheels, but I don't know why I felt like a, I don't know, very tiny child trying to ride something that I wouldn't fit on. <laughs> You know, we were in your neck of the woods. Obviously, we didn't see you because pandemic. We went to the aquarium and as two people who have a touch of anxiety and a four-year-old who is really not into listening right now, um, being in a public place during a pandemic, the aquarium was wonderful with masks and social distancing. and totally. Like we had to get an appointment slot to get in and it was fantastic and it was clean and, you know... I didn't see anyone being a dick and just wearing their mask until they got in and then chin strapping it. 
It was really great. We went to the Aquarium of the Pacific last year a few times when it was still only outdoors, Mm -hmm. but they still were like diligently cleaning things off, like with like a steam vac thing at like the Mm -hmm. touch pool and stuff, like at regular intervals. And they had all the hand wash, like sanitized stations out and people walking around going, oh, excuse me, you have to have your mask on. Like I I watched them like tell someone they had to leave because they like coughed or something. Can I tell you that that would be, that would be my, my dream job. I know that I was telling you, like we both follow this Instagram account called bitch rising. Mm -hmm. It's like all of the stereotypes about different astrological signs. And I, I'm sorry, excuse me. They're not stereotypes. They're actual facts. Okay. (laughs) I, I find I find the ones for Leo, which is what I am, very inaccurate. I take great offense to them, quite possibly because they are so accurate, Mm -hmm. which means that my dream job would be someone to walk around a place and tell people, you need to put on your mask or you have to leave. I think that is very much a Leo thing. (laughs) It's my dream job just talking to people that I'm not angry. I'm very disappointed in your life choices right now. See, I'm close to that, except that I want to walk up and go, goodbye. You broke the rules that one time. Oh. You don't get another chance. Bye. Yes. Do you see uh, Capricorn? We follow the rules too hard. That's what it says under the, yeah. Okay. Um, so I noticed that you thought about taking your mask off. So you're going to have to go now. <laughs> I think the Leo thing is is that everyone needs to follow the rules, but we don't have to. Oh. I think that could be a Leo thing. And we mm. take great joy in telling people how to do shit, but not necessarily following our own advice. Uh, I see. Ooh. I see. Mm. Anyway. Oh, but so we should probably start this. I'm Emily. I'm Joy. And this is the, the residuals. residuals. And we have a guest coming on today. Oh, he's here. Hello. <gasps> Hi. Hello. <laughs> nice to see you. Nice, nice to meet you. I'm Emily. I'm Joy. Hi, Emily and Joy. Lovely <laughs> to meet you. Um, right. So where where are you calling from? I know that it's you're on the East Coast, right? Yeah, I'm just outside of Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. All right. I lived in, I guess, what you would call a haunted house. Uh, basically, is you know, yeah. <laughs> so. We're familiar. Yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, we, uh, my wife and I had just been, we'd only been married for a few years, and we we're, we both work in theater uh, in a small town called Frederick, Maryland, and uh, in Maryland, uh, kind of a historical town with a lot of uh, history around the Civil War era. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were kind of like pretty broke. <laughs> and, so, and we just, uh, you know, when we were first married, um, she, M- M- Melissa lived in this little complex that I guess was built off of, um, you know, it was just a nice, nice old guy in the neighborhood that, um, in the historic part of town who had this, this kind of whole complex, complex that he owned. And um, he, he had offered her, you know, really, really kind of cheap, cheap housing to live there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he turned, basically, these were old, um, I guess, slave houses. Really, they were carriage houses. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, we didn't know all this at the time. You know, we just knew it was an old house or whatever. But you know, like th- these were old carriage houses where and slave quarters, uh, and. You know, Frederick is Maryland is right below the Mason Dixon line, you know, so this is this is the South, you know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we, when we were first together, we, we lived in three different apartments in this place. <laughs> and the, oh, first, wow. the first one was really tiny. Um, and, you know, we kind of were there more or less before we were married and we got married rather quickly actually. So we got married and then, um, then, uh, this guy let us move into a bigger place, which is, was, you know, just across the way. Mm-hmm. And that place was, had, I, I didn't, I didn't notice any activity or anything in the first place that we lived. Um, but the second place and the third place were pretty wild. Um, the second place Mm-hmm. Um, it's always so I, interesting how places could be like in the same complex or on the same right. property and some there's nothing and then like other places it's absolutely haunted yeah yeah so the second the second apartment that we lived in was i can only describe it as i it was a it was an atmosphere kind of like the shining like that's it yeah, yeah that's the only way i could explain it and and the other thing is i wasn't a real <laughs> <laughs> Joy has her shining pillow, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you're very on brand. Thank you so much. <laughs> the, 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 the second place, so this place was like, I, I'd have to preface by saying I just wasn't, I mean, I, I'm a spiritual person, you know, I, I grew up in the Presbyterian church and, I, you know, I'm not like a churchgoer, but I'm a, I'm a Christian and I'm a spiritual person. Right. I really did not believe in ghosts. That was not my thing. I just, I was very, I wouldn't even say I was a skeptic. I just didn't, I did, it wasn't part of my world, you know? Sure. And when we lived in this second place, I don't have a lot of memories. And this is where my daughter was born, what was when we were living in this, this place. And we were only there for maybe a year or two. Um, but it was kind of like, dark thoughts coming into my head that I don't even want to talk about. I've probably blocked out, you know, and just like really terrible stuff. And, um, I don't remember much from this place other than that feeling. Um, and the, the the one experience that I had in this place, which I cannot explain (laughs) was waking up in the middle of the night to see a very pale, red-haired naked woman standing next to me looking down at me at, at night and, and i'm, I'm oh not entirely I, I don't crazy. I, i'm not entirely sure i wasn't dreaming at this point right. so i don't want to i don't want to hype the overhype this but it, no but okay. i have the memory you know right. <laughs> so yeah it was like that place where you're between asleep and awake you know uh-huh. and waking up and i can still see her and she was uh, you know, almost like Lady Godiva hair, very long red hair. And she was standing right next to the bed and just looking down at me, you know. Oh, and, my goodness. Um, and I didn't scream and I didn't feel particularly scared at the moment, you know, but yeah. I don't know. Now, I'm leading uh, underneath this place <laughs> in the basement. What? Oh, what? Wow. <laughs> 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 because... We had some things stored down there, but this basement was not what you would call a finished basement. And this is the first thing <laughs> that gave me a hint to think that this was a weird spot because down underneath, it was just dirt, you know, like it was, there was a, you know, in the side of the wall, you know, it was literally just, you know, this was not 
cement down there, you know? So, yeah. and that was a very, very creepy place right underneath, you know? Mm. Um, so that was the, the most that happened in that spot. However, uh, it was uh-huh. 4th of July. This leads to the this. I hope I'm not boring you. You don't look bored. So. Uh, no, we're not. We're not bored. Don't, don't worry. Keep going. This, <laughs> this, this leads into the um. This leads into the next, the next area, the third space where we lived. Okay, so the Fourth of July that year, and this is my daughter's fourteen now. So this was like about fourteen. Uh, 13 or 12, 13 years ago at this point, okay? Um, on 4th of July that year, we were in the middle of the day and I heard this wailing scream outside. Um, how could you do this? It's just screaming, the, uh, the worst scream I've ever heard from a female voice, you know? And um, we, we walked, we looked out and up in the, the apartment we were going to move into on the top floor, there was a young lady who was just screaming and wailing and sitting up there. And it turned out that her, I guess it was her father had committed suicide in that spot, in that, that place up there. Oh okay. My God. Um, Wait, and, and then you moved into it? Yes. <gasps> we moved into the apartment underneath that later. Oh my goodness. Andrew. Yeah. So. I'm just telling this story because well, yeah. it was freaky, but I all of these things seem tied into that spot. You know, it seems like that spot sure. there was like the, the you know the 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 center, whatever you call it. You know, the center of the activity. You know, was just mm-hmm. and the closer we got to it, the weirder things started to get. You know, and if there's a suicide so recently, I mean, that's a lot of just emotional trauma, baggage, whatever you want to call it, like centered in one spot too. It's just going to amplify anything that's already there. Going back to what you were saying about your second apartment with the dark thoughts that were in your mind, one can't help but but wonder if that is what also that gentleman was experiencing in that location because it seems to be there's stuff going on in that building. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. If that contributed to his decision to take his own life. Well, that particular apartment, the one above the one we were going to move into, we found that there was just a string of tragedy in that space um, <gasps> that continued. Wow. Like, oh. like what? Like anybody who lived there, something bad was going to happen, as I'll tell you as we go on. <laughs> Oh, um, wow. Okay. I'm, Hang on. I'm, I'm getting comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't want to bury... I, I, I'm probably burying the lead here, but um, nope, what, keep going. What, we okay. <laughs> what we eventually found out, I'm just going to reveal this. What we eventually found out years later was that um, certainly the parking lot behind this building, um, but possibly the area where we were living was a former slave graveyard. Okay. Uh, so, of course no. it was. And the bodies when they were, when they were, building this space uh the bodies were exhumed and taken who knows where okay so um, were they all exhumed we didn't who knows you know i feel like that happens so frequently anytime a cemetery is moved they just get like a little lazy at the end so if i were if i were (laughs) if i were a betting man i would and i had to guess why i had to put a bet on why this sort of activity was happening here it was probably tied into that yeah yeah and yeah, also, sure. 
I wouldn't be surprised if some of it also has to do with the fact that this was their final resting place. They were moved mm. for a parking lot. That seems incredibly <sighs> disrespectful to their memory, especially considering what they went through when they were living. Mm. Um, I'd be pissed too. Yeah. yeah. Well, the basement that I spoke of, the dirt down there did not look so disturbed. So I'm, I don't know what it was still buried down there, you know, when the, under the building. So, right. Oh my goodness. Right. Um, okay. Oh. So, so that, that was apartment number two. So then in, in this, uh, third apartment, which was incidentally the nicest one, <laughs> you know, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> the, the nice the nice old gentleman that I was telling you about who gave us this extremely cheap property to stay in, you know. I wonder would... why it was cheap. I think we now know why. Because <laughs> you're not the only ones inhabiting the space. <laughs> you, have, you have additional roommates. Who, uh, yeah. Well, oh he... God. He was an older, he's an older guy in his late sixties or seventies. Um, and he, he lived in that, he, that was his apartment that he lived in was this okay. really nice one. And he, mm -hmm. um, uh, he wound up getting married and, uh, to a much younger lady and, and, uh, she didn't want to live there. She said, I want to go somewhere else. So he had another property elsewhere so that he moved to. And when that space became available, he asked us if we wanted to move in because he knew we had a kid now and it was like, you know, we needed a little more space. So. Sure. So then we moved into that space, and that is where I would say the worst of what we went through happened. Um, oh, God. And I'm going to see if I can kind of go through how it all came about. So the first thing I remember was nighttime uh, um, scratching on the walls. No. Constant scratching on the walls in the bedroom, okay? Oh, uh, all around. Um and um, my wife, uh, Melissa, was starting to see things at night and she was getting really concerned about it. She would wake up screaming in the middle of the night because she could see a toddler running around the room. Oh, uh, no. Little, she, she's like, you, and I would say, I think you're, you're crazy. <laughs> you're not, I'm not, you're, because I'm looking with my own eyes and I don't see anything, you know, and she's like, right. she's like, no, he's right there. I can see him. Can't you see him? He's walking around the room. You can hear his footsteps, you know, and, and I was not having that experience, but oh I was, God. but it was certainly as though the room was alive oh, every night, just the sound of the scratching everywhere across the room. Good okay. Uh, we had a string of the the, the apartment over us where the one man commits suicide, uh, we just had a constant string of people in that space that had some major problems. Um, mm -hmm. There was, and, and the walls were very thin here, so you heard a lot that was going on. Uh, and it, it it seemed, you know, it seemed like, I wouldn't have been surprised if there was some sort of energy that was leading them to dark things. We had one, we had one young couple, very young, like early, early, early 20s, uh, where the man became very abusive and to the point that we were calling the police all the time, you know? Oh, no. Um, Thank I, you for calling somebody. Yes. Exactly. And, and they, did, Just... they did very little, which was really upsetting because they... Right, you know, but at least they knew people could hear them and, you know, you weren't afraid to do something about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. That and, and that particular couple, was they were 
they were they just had a volatile kind of relationship uh, they were it was very hot and cold uh they were also uh I, is this an r-rated show <laughs> very it? much so okay. rx whatever it's fine just tell us what you need to tell us <laughs> i would say that they they veered from being abusive we would hear the fights and the physical abuse and they would veer to the other end of the extreme of being very loudly intimate let's put it yeah, that way sure. which was sure, yeah. I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a prude. I'm not like, you know, we, we neither is my wife or not like that, but we did have a, a four-year-old. You know, so, it's so. okay. They're wrestling. It's fine. Some grown-ups <laughs> like to wrestle. <laughs> 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 there were some loud, loud tickle fights with that couple. And then the, <laughs> and then the next young couple, also a pretty young couple that moved in, uh, they were just, d d frankly, drug addicts. You know, they were into some really uh. bad kind of, you know, and they, they were, the walls were so thin. You just heard everything. They were up all night and, you know, having sort of strange, all sorts of strange noises coming out of there with those guys. And they were eventually evicted. And um, mm -hmm. it was like one of those, you know, we heard the police come and, you know, knock on the door. And then we heard them run out the back door and run down. <gasps> the, and it was like, yeah. But just to like clarify, the other apartments in the complex were not having these sorts of issues. It was okay. mostly just this one that continually had a string of like bad tenants or issues with the tenants. Yeah, not to my yeah to my knowledge, none of the others. And this was a, I mean, these were two full carriage houses that were turned into apartments and. You know, yeah. we talked to most of the other neighbors and nobody really... But, like, you would notice if, like, the cops were going to another apartment across the lot or whatever all the time. So, it sounds like it was really centered in this spot. Yeah, there was just a lot of negative energy, particularly in that apartment above us. Um, and mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it just seemed like everybody who lived there, there was something going on. And they always started seeming pretty normal and then it you know over time which made me made me wonder is there something about that area did something happen up there that is you know mm -hmm. causing some sort of negative uh negative energy well, transference or whatever i don't know yeah. yeah and more people certain people are going to feel it more than others like you're saying you know like and we've discussed before how um alcohol drugs things like that can lower your ability to resist negative thoughts that may not be coming from within the ones that are like sort of bombarding you to do the bad things or the, the negative influence is harder to fight if you're already in a not great headspace. <sighs> Go on. Girding my, my buns. Keep going. So I'm getting to the I'm getting to the probably the worst part here, so get ready. <laughs> so. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, I, so <laughs> yes, the bedroom was alive. There were the scratches on the walls. My wife seeing the child in the middle of the night. This would happen frequently. Uh, mm. And then the thing that really started to disturb us was that uh, my daughter, who could barely speak at this point, was starting to see things in her room. Okay. And, nope, 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 um, nope, nope. And she said she would talk to us about the skeleton man who would <gasps> appear to her. Um, and she didn't. Rude. She didn't say. <laughs> she didn't seem afraid of him at all, but no, she would refer to him as a skeleton man with the green coat. Man with a green coat, skeleton, that's all we could get out. She could barely speak at this point, you know. Whoa. So we started at this point to think that maybe something was amiss in this space. Just a little bit. Just a <laughs> maybe something. And, and maybe. And again, the skeptic in me, now this, this 
this building was actually the other half of the building they had transformed into a garage for like an auto shop type of place. So part of me was always wondering, is this, you know, is this carbon monoxide coming in here or something that's causing us to hallucinate? You know, right. those things happen. It could have been, you know. No, so. it's true. I do the same thing when I'm like, nope, let's just make sure that I am not jumping to conclusions. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So at this point, um, you know, and, and I also noticed around the holidays that things would just start to pick up. Um, huh. And one thing in particular that um there was something that i always noticed was i would always be woken up by a knock on the wall next to me like that kind of a knock and I, it would always be at 3 30 on the dot and i don't know what, what is the significance of 3 30 okay <sighs> um all right so anyhow so about this point oh 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 and that Gosh. one other thing we um have you seen the little ghost radar app Yes. Okay. <laughs> I whip my I... head around. I'm like, yes, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking like we, we were just like trying everything to try to figure yeah. this out. Um, you know, it's like probably a toy, you know, who knows what the heck the thing is, you know, the little red dot or whatever. Yeah. There was actually, there was a day when I was sitting on the couch with the red, with, with the, uh, the radar, the ghost radar on and trying to figure out what was happening, you know, if anything would happen. And I saw it behave in a way that has never behaved before, which was that the red dot started flying around. Uh, I don't know if you've ever used those. It, like a little red dot will pop up here and there. But yeah. it is, the red dot is literally zigzagging around the screen. No, thank and you. And it started no. to talk to me kind of tauntingly, kind of, um, I don't know if the word is seductive. I don't know. It was making kind of lewd, you know, lewd, um overtures <laughs> i don't put it that like, way usually, usually you see a word pop up here and there but you know this was pretty coherent you know and it was right. um yeah that that did freak me out because i was like you know is somebody on is somebody on the other end you know screwing around with me you know do they come into people randomly and just you know play with them but you know so is this somebody on a computer somewhere doing something but well, what um, was it saying were you asking it questions and it was replying no, I, I just, we would just leave it on to see what words would pop up and things like that. So what words came up? Um, you know, I can't even remember, but they were, it was provocative. It was like, um, um, you know, uh, not full sentences, but like, you know. Something it, alluding to a tickle fight. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the exact words. They were kind of old timey words. It was like. Um, oh really? Oh yeah. Let me try. Rumpy like, rumpy. Hanky panky. Slap and tickle. Oh wow. Well. <laughs> it was that that general idea, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if is... you whether it's a toy or not, you know, like if you are, I feel like if you're imbuing something with a certain power where you're like, yeah, we're going to use this ghost thing and it's on all the time. I don't see why. I mean, you could do it with anything. You could just leave radio on and say, I'm using this to communicate with something. Yes. And eventually it might figure out how to and suck a little energy out of you in order to make it happen. Yes. Well, it's the electrical things. They, yeah. you know, this stuff uses electricity and energy from people, which is a form of electricity to 
gain momentum and to do its thing. Mm-hmm. And for the record, I know the app you're talking about. I definitely had it, and I never saw the red dot fly around all over the place. No, it was talk to you no. and say dirty old time things to you. Absolutely. You got a smutty, smutty ghost. <laughs> so icky things, and it was knocking next to your head at three at three thirty in the morning. Always three thirty. So here, time you want that happening. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Well, you don't want it happening anyway. But yeah. what is the significance of three thirty? Is there a significance to that? There are a few theories. Um, I think the predominant one has to do with it uh, being a demonic thing that mocks the Trinity. I think that's usually the first thing people go to with that. I have my reservations about that being the reason because I'm also like three o'clock in a different time zone is, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm always, I'm a little wishy-washy about the times, but I know that a lot of people believe uh, three is, is supposed to be in relation to the Holy Trinity and Christianity mm. and usually used as a mocking point for, for demons or not so nice spirits or that sort of thing. Mm. Emily. Yeah, no, there's 3 a.m. for some reason has always been, uh, I guess, when, I don't know if it's when the veil is thinnest or whatever, but there's mm-hmm. something about 3 to 4 o'clock in the morning, that hour, that is when, if something's going to kick off, stuff's going to kick off in that time frame, in that time frame. Yeah. I hate it when I wake up in that hour. If I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh. I don't want yeah. to go to the bathroom now. It's like 3.15. Maybe I'll just hold it for like 45 minutes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah, oh, no. God. Okay. D- by the way, your daughter is, you said she's 14 now? She's 14 now, yes. Does she remember any of this stuff from back then? Mm. Nope, no. not at all. Oh, That's good. That's good. That's good. I don't <laughs> want really anyone remembering a skeleton man in a green coat hanging out. Um, how long were you in the apartment from like, when did you move into when all of these things had, was it like immediate that things were happening? Was it frequent or was it like eight months down the road? The first thing happened then like another six months. Things always, uh, the only thing I can say for sure is that things always started to kick up as we got into the holiday season, like around, um, Thanksgiving time through Christmas, you know, this, these were the times when things were And you really lived active. there. You lived there for several years, so it was sort of like you knew what was going on yeah, pretty well with the apartment. Yeah, we were in the shining. We were in the shining apartment for maybe a year, <laughs> and then um, and then the other one maybe four or five years. So okay, so, yeah. So you're very familiar with the property and how everything feels. Okay. Yeah. So, so I is, think that, is that when your wife's dreams started? Was around the holidays? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I've given you all of the little strange things that have happened. So I'll tell you when things started to really go crazy. Um, Jesus Christ. (laughs) We had a, we had a friend. uh, I don't even know how to describe him other than to say that he is a, uh, maybe a psychic. I don't know. Something he's, he senses, you know, is a friend of a friend that we got to know, you know, who was, you know, and we we were telling him these stories, and he's like, "Hey, I could come by and check out your place and see oh. if I can figure out what's going on." 
So he came over and he mostly dealt with my, he mostly dealt with my wife because she was much more into this sort of thing. I re she really should have been here to talk to you, but she was like, I don't want to even speak about this. Aww. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I get it. This can be really traumatizing for people. Yeah. And yeah. reliving it can be really hard. Especially when you have a young child in the house and you're seeing another child in the house that is definitely not yours. Right. Like, yeah. oh, that's so heartbreaking and just anxiety filled and awful. I get it. I totally right. get it. Exactly. So we, she, we appreciate you coming on to talk about this. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so far, I probably won't sleep tonight, but otherwise, <laughs> I'll be fine. this light is going to be on all night in my room. So, right. let us know if anyone wakes you up at three thirty. <laughs> so our friend now. Yeah, just going to see you more hours before they come and visit you. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> So our friend, uh, our friend came over and he immediately began to sense something bad in this place. He said, this is not a good place. There's something very bad here. Um, and, you know, he spent some time there and he did some things that I don't even know what they were, but, you know, the, like um, to try to communicate, to try to see what I remember talking to him about the ghost radar and I was like, I can't believe this thing really works. And he, he was explaining to me in, in his opinion, he's like, anything works, you know, it's whatever you put your belief into, you know, yeah. if you put this yeah. out and you say, talk to me, you're inviting something to talk to you, you know, so exactly. Um, right. So um, what, what he came to believe about our space was that, um, and, and I don't, um, you probably understand what he's talking about more than I do, but he came to, be, to, to believe that our space was inhabited by what he called a collective soul. Um, does that mean anything to you? In the sense that many have formed one entity? Yes. Or that it is a collector? Because I feel like there's two... Oh, yeah, I don't. I would say Definition. collector one would probably be more apt, considering the bad feeling around. It. But I don't. I I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. Continue. Oh, okay. His feel. Sorry. His I just his a really icky feeling about that. His yeah. definition. His definition was definitely a a number of lost souls that had bound together. That yeah. there was that were all which would have made sense with the right. the slave the slaves being tortured there and the um, burial ground being moved and so many nameless people being buried. I'm really just getting Collective Soul the band. <laughs> um, just so you know, I saw them once a long time ago. I've heard the term before because I know the band didn't make it up, um, but meaning that like souls bound together by a common thread, a common reason, a common feeling like uh, it sounds like from the description of the property and its prior use as slave quarters and a slave cemetery, that it would just be slaves there together, stuck together. Maybe they can't go anywhere else. Maybe they're just like physically bound there, or maybe they're just so angered and upset by what happened to them and the property and their remains that they've sort of amalgamated into this one thing that mm -hmm. is causing negative things to happen to anyone else there. Yeah. yeah that's my that's, guess. That's my best guess. <laughs> I mean, that was the theory. 
And I do remember distinctly the one time with him, our friend sitting there on the couch with us, where he just started, startled, you know, he just jumped and looked over into the corner by the window and he said, oh, there you are. And he <laughs> saw it at the, I mean, he, uh, I, he could see it, I guess. I don't know, you know. The skeleton green coat like man? Him. Yeah, was the skeleton green coat guy? He didn't explain what it looked like, but he just, he could sense that it was there. Over you know? there. So, uh, according to, and we only have what he said to go off of, you know, here, but his, right. his, his take on this place is that there is a little boy who is being tor the, the collective soul, by the way, he, he would refer to it as the evil. He would say there's mm -hmm. the evil... And there is a little boy who is trapped here in this space who has latched on to you as his parents. He thinks that you Aww. are, you know, he sees you here with the kid and he thinks that you're here for him. Is that and he's clearly way? running around in your bedroom at night. Right. And, he's, and it sounds like he's the same age that your daughter was at the time. So that makes perfect sense. And yeah. he is, and the, the evil, the evil is very, very angry when anything brings this child comfort or joy or anything, you know, so. Um, oh, wow. Right. So then our friend gave me what I consider to be the worst advice <laughs> that anyone Jesus. has ever given me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> which was, what can you do to help the boy? Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm, I mentioned that we're in theater where um, uh, my wife is more on the technical theater side, but I'm a performer, you know, and, and a musical actor and all that kind of stuff. And he said, you're a singer, you have a voice. He said, find a song that is going to be very comforting to this child. And he, he gave me the hymn, be not afraid, which was one that I remembered from when I was a child, you know, when I've worked in churches, you know, and it's a beautiful hymn. He said, I want you to sing that song for, for the child, because that will bring, that will help protect the child and that will make the child feel comfort comforted or whatever. So but, I started to do that. And that is when my that is when my life <laughs> really took a turn. Oh God, I'm cringing so hard. I want to be wrong about what I'm thinking. Yeah, I my life took a very, took a great turn at that point. And that was when I officially became a believer in what was going on in this place. If you have a scary story of your own that when you listen to us, you think, oh, I should send my stuff in, email us at theresidualspodcast at gmail.com. We also have Instagram, the underscore residuals underscore podcast. And I think we have a Twitter too, don't we, Joy? We do. We definitely have a Twitter. It is at the residuals pod. Just that pod? Just that. Drop the cast for Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, should we get back to the show? Oh, heck yeah. All right. All right. I was attacked by the absolute worst feeling of cold. Like, I could not get warm in that house ever. Oh, my um, God. And I remember laying in the bed, in the bedroom, um, whenever I was home, just laying in the bed under covers, could not ever get, cold, get warm. Um, and now I was beginning to see things in broad daylight in the room around me. Um, there was something moving around the bed, just kind of stalking the bed, moving around oh, me. Oh, God. Um, and I can only describe it as like 
uh, shower curtain, like the, you know, the translucent shower curtains. Right. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't see a thing there, but I knew something about this big was moving in front of my face and just looking at me like this. And I, and I could see through it, you know, like a prism, you know, like the, the, the 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 room behind me was like i was looking through a prism okay oh my and it God. would move and it would just move around me and move around the room okay and this Holy horrible shit. horrible cold terrible and i could not sleep at night and it was it was awful and um i do remember one night that i was just so exhausted because i was not able to sleep and i was just no i shit. was right and i was i was laying there bundled up and i had this dream of um all of my relatives who had died coming to um, the bedroom. We, we weren't even in a bedroom. We were like in a field somewhere. And it was my, um, you know, it was my grandmother who I was really, really close to and my grandfather on the other side of my family. Uh, and it was uh, relatives from Poland, people that I'd only heard of. And it was such a beautiful feeling. And I remember them all taking hands and, and forming a shield around me. And, um, you know, and, and talking about how we have to we have to hold hands and stand around him. Um, oh and, my God! Uh, yeah, and I remember sleeping that night. That was like the that you know after days and days of not being able to sleep, uh, I I made it through that night and I slept and it was a wonderful dream. And I got up and I was and that at that point we were just like we got to get out of this place. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. I we, mean, if you're freezing like that all the time, it's just on you constantly. Yeah. We have got to go, and so we um, we did. We we uh, we literally we were in the process of moving, and we just I think we stayed at my parents' house for a while. But I remember literally fleeing that house because I was like, after that day, we could not spend another day there. So we left, you know. And um, good <laughs> my, for you because my, that's the thing you're supposed to do. My wife and a couple <laughs> friends went back went back into the house to gather up the last of our things to move. I couldn't even go in there. Oh, I yeah. would wait in the parking lot because I couldn't walk into that house anymore at that point, you know. I, um, I don't blame you. And um, oh my that gosh, was, that was largely the end of it. We moved into a new house, and it was so. That was when it was clear to me that this is not. There was something weird about that place because this is a different energy. Right. There's no cold here. There is. Um, there's no. Um, Oh, one last thing about that, that house. It's, it's so long ago, it's all just coming back to me. We, we had another friend who was involved with some local, I guess, ghost investigators who caught on to our story and was like, oh, we want to check this place out, you know? So they came in one of the nights that we were not in the house, mm-hmm. uh, and they set up cameras all over the place. And um, to them, it's really no big deal. They didn't find much. They didn't ever get back to us with what they found on the footage. But all we know is that while they were out of the house, all of the cameras, every camera they set up was tipped over. <gasps> yeah. Whoa. Someone did not want. It's just to be- a very angry, angry, pissed off, miserable being. Yeah. Oh God. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. So we left the house and, <sighs> um, we left the house and we were in our new place and it was a much, much nicer place. And I would say a couple, it was around the holidays at this point, you know, and a couple days later we were, you know, in the bedroom and sure enough, I heard in the middle of the night, no, three thirty, and I, was, <gasps> and I started to freak out. Okay. So I called our friend and I told him what was going on. And he said, I, he said, I think it's the boy. 
I think the boy is there, and I think you need to say goodbye to him. He wants to. Yeah. He wants to know where you went. You know, maybe he's free of it. Maybe he left with you. You know, and so I said a prayer that night where I said goodbye to the boy, and you know, I said I can't take. I can't stay with you anymore. But you're free. You need to go into the light. Um, and um, that was the end of it until <laughs> um, just before the holidays this year in this room. Oh, my God. What? In the when, room that you're talking to us about this now? The, yes, we're in a new house now. You know, this is years later. You know, yeah, this <laughs> this this room, uh, I, I, w- I was woken by this on my bed stand next to me in the middle of the night. And I looked, and it was three thirty. <laughs> oh, Andrew! And and I posted about this on Facebook, and that was how my friend uh, Mylan. Oh read my about god! It, you know, yeah. Because I I couldn't get back to sleep, of course. So I just immediately started posting about it and about you know, hey, here's something I haven't talked about in years, but it just well, everything comes back. Yeah. Like those yeah. feelings are immediately because I had something similar happen here. Um, uh, one of my old apartments years and years ago the TV used to go on by itself all the time Mm. and it would do it in the middle of the night. It would do it when I was looking at it, it would shut off when I was walking over to shut it off. Like it was just messing with me constantly. And I haven't had that happen in apartments for a really long time. I'm on a different coast now. And a few weeks ago, my TV turned on twice in the middle of the night around like 2 AM. And it wasn't that the TV turned on and scared me. It's all of those feelings coming back, like that dread and like anxiety of having lived through it before. And the stuff that you're describing about being cold and having something basically stalk you in your own house, not letting you sleep, where like your ancestors need to step in from the other side to protect you. Like, that's got to be terrifying to suddenly years later hear a knock and wake up like that. Of course you couldn't sleep. Like I would feel odd if you didn't like freak out about it a little. Yeah. Yep. But, um, you know, I think that's all of it. I think that's, that's the extent of my, that's the extent of my experience. But yeah, I have to say, you know, there was that one instance that night where I heard the knock and I said goodbye. And I think that was, mostly it i don't know if it was because you always wonder if this is like some sort of demonic entity was it was there ever a boy or was that just something that was there to play with me i mean yeah there's that too yeah oh man yeah that's one of the things and honestly the when you when you said it's a it's a collective and then the way that your friend talked about it, that it's a it's the bad guy, it's a bad thing. That to me is a collector. Mm. Yeah. That is not a collective. I would think that if it if it's a collective, it's people who are, you know, they're there to either ask for help or just let you know they're there or when it what it sounds like especially as joy is saying that your ancestors from the way way back joined in to come and basically form a, a circle of protection around you that's not for for a group of people whose graves were disturbed that's for something else no like i'm even wondering if it's if it's like the former owner 
like the former slave owner who's still there, who won't let them leave, who's now just literally collecting them and doing the like horrible, horrible things in death that, you know, he was doing horrible things in life and now just taking it a step further. Of course, I'm speculating wildly, but like... This is someone who felt entitled to uh, own other human beings when Mm. they were alive. And either before they passed, you know, either in death or in real life, they were freed from that ownership. And there's some, that's some fragile, you know, ego bullshit that someone has when they no longer have that control and that tight, that tight hold on somebody when you lose that. And mm-hmm. so it sounds exactly what Joy is saying. Of course, you know, we're speculating here, but that's what it sounds like. Mm. And also with the boy, I mean, I'm not going to go like all the way on the other side and just say, oh, it must have been some demonic thing posing as a boy. Maybe just like came back this holiday season to be like, knock, knock, what's up, man? Just (laughs) wanted to say hi. Haven't seen you in a while. I mean, it could have just been that too. I don't know. I'm not asking. I don't know what's gone on in your life over the holidays or if like it was an especially tough one. Maybe it was just a time that this little ghost boy who kind of felt like you guys helped him out came back to just say like hey you're not always you're not alone like well yeah i mean i didn't forget this past year has been a really hard year yeah everybody and i can't imagine you know you do theater and theater is so needed for people and it's been obliterated by this horrific pandemic that's happening and the failure of, of to act to help the arts which you guys you know are providing for people you were a safe space for this little boy you he came to you both because he saw that you were parents to another child his age that you were great parents and in, you know, in death, he was looking for that protection. This could just be him coming back. If he hasn't been around for years since that last time, this last year has been a trying one, especially for, for, for people with your background and for him to come and maybe say, hey, you know what? It's, it's going to be okay because that's what you gave to him. Yeah. You said goodbye to him and said that prayer and told him it, it was okay for him to go now. It's going to be okay. You gave him that reassurance, and that could just be him coming back to to repay the debt and let you know that it's going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, knocking uh, on something at like three thirty is a lot less jarring than seeing a toddler running around your house. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe this was like yeah. the easiest <laughs> way for him to get your attention. <laughs> like finding some random like magnet fridge magnet letters rearranged to give you a message or something. Hi Andrew. <laughs> Everything's gonna be okay, Andrew. But you know what you know what I mean? It just it sounds like there are two parts to this. One is the really fucking terrifying part that you were able to leave at the other physical location. And then the other one is that out of this came a gift that you were able to give to this young child. 
and that maybe he's just repaying that to you. Um, you know, one of the things that Joy and I are fascinated with, which is another reason why we called that show The Residuals, is uh, the, the, the residual like energy and um, pain and emotions that are left in a structure or in the soil, like the blood that's left in the soil from things that happened, which is why places like Gettysburg are so haunted and there's so much activity there because so much tragedy took place there mm. and so it's just kind of absorbed and it's held there and so there are residual hauntings where it's like a, a record skipping over and over again and it's that moment that just keeps replaying itself and then there's the trauma of a place that's held there where that feeling what people were experiencing and that pain um just stays around and it's it's an elemental type thing um like it's just an energy it's yeah. not necessarily like an intelligent singular ghost that's like i'm gonna fuck right. your shit up and make you feel bad it's just that vibe that some places you walk in and you feel heavy and you feel like bad things might have happened here before Right. Or you're inexplicably nauseated or something like that. Um, I mean, it happens the other way, too. Some places are just happy places. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of different things. But, I mean, you definitely <laughs> you definitely had some intelligent, haunting, stalking, probably possessive things happening in the apartment above you. Right. No. And that second one, the that was the shining one, the second one that you were in, is that right? right. <laughs> <laughs> and th that's the other thing is that I think my wife is generally more sensitive to this sort of stuff. Right. And I'm, I, I don't know that I was just open to it uh, for a long, long time. I don't think that I really fully became open to it until I started singing to the child. Right. And that was when, yeah. that was when I really felt an, what my, our friend called an attack. I mean, it was just. It was a full on attack at that point, you know, uh, be, mm -hmm. beyond that, it was, you know, the knocking was just like, oh, hmm, that's weird. You know, yeah. uh, now it freaks me out because well, I remember <laughs> what came after that. But, you know, but, you know, you singing to the child is you acknowledging that he's there Whereas yeah. prior to that, because you hadn't seen anything and you just had knocking and because you weren't experiencing the same things that your wife was, you couldn't acknowledge it because you weren't experiencing it. Yeah. The second that you sing to it, you're acknowledging it. And that's when it's going to make it itself known. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. My go. goodness. Thank you so much, Andrew. Seriously. This was wonderful. <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad that I didn't know really anything about this <laughs> this story before I sat down. I'm very happy to have heard it the first time on the air. <laughs> we should warn you, though, that we've had people reaching out to us after we've interviewed them that something has happened after they've spoken with us. Mm. So... I'm really, I apologize if you, if you get a knock on your wall tonight. Um, I mean, you could also just say, listen, this isn't an invite for anybody to exactly. come knocking on my door or bothering me again. Just putting it out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, huh? And if it does, just email us and let us know so we can be like, oh, I knew it. 
<laughs> yeah. We need that confirmation, you know. Exactly. Um, so when the pandemic and the lockdown started, we um, started doing what well, we, I made Joy start doing. Forces me. Um, I force her. Um, mm-hmm. And now I will be forcing you. Uh, we do uh, just a, a gratitude at the end of our episode. So it's like just something really really simple to find gratitude in because you know everything is still kind of not it's not going to get back to normal for a really long time and things really suck in and multitude of different ways and so finding you know gratitude in like really simple things um can make the world a difference so andrew what 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 something do you, are you in gratitude for today oh you know i'm just uh you know i'm grateful that i haven't lost anyone you know Mm -hmm. to covid um you know we've had some run-ins with you know with the family with the disease but um Mm. but uh you know nothing nothing that serious so very grateful for that and i hope it hope it uh hope it continues yeah yep joy um Mine is not so serious as usual. So I apologize in advance, Andrew. Um, she makes me do this a lot. So I'm running out of things. Uh, no, it's not. I am actually genuinely grateful for RuPaul's Drag Race because <laughs> it is one of the only things these days that consistently makes me actually laugh out loud whether I want to or not, (laughs) whether my child is sleeping next to me or not. Um, So thank you, RuPaul and all you fabulous queens. I fucking love you. Oh my God, yes. Um, Emily. I'm grateful for technology. My, My family all live in the UK. And so I've missed out on a lot of my two nephews growing up. And Um, My oldest nephew plays like this Formula One video game that we can stream over here while he's playing it. And my husband watches twice a week. He has a a date with my nephew that he will sit online over here in America and watch him play Formula One. That's so cute. And I got to watch some of it yesterday. And it's hilarious because it's this it's my 16 year old nephew like just bantering on with his best mate and it's hilarious especially when he swears because it's like (laughs) i used to change your nappies and give you baths and you're saying bad words and it's amazing because that's definitely (laughs) it is genetic my sister and i both swear like sailors and he barely ever swears so hearing him say an f-bomb is like such a treat for me because it's a rarity (laughs) but it means i get to be involved like being able to watch this and take part in their lives through technology is just it means a lot i'm grateful for that because i'm able to still keep that connection with them so yeah um andrew you have a theater company right Mm, yes would you like to would you like to drop that info here so that the people listening can go check them out Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, we have a theater company here in DC called Landless Theater Company. It's um, the website is landlesstheater.com. And uh, you know, we're not doing a whole lot now because, you know, theaters are pretty much shut down, but 
we have a series that's called Theater for Shut-ins. <laughs> so, <I love> that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, I can't, we're not announcing just yet what we're doing, but coming up in April, we have something that's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty cool coming up. And oh, I guess our, fantastic! Our, we're, we're a nonprofit group, and our uh, mission is to um, to cultivate new and diverse audiences for live theater because we always kind of feel like. You know, I mean, I love Shakespeare, you know, <laughs> but, but, but I feel like, you know, the mainstream population doesn't always think about theater, you know, so we try to find, we try to find work that really gets people excited and maybe draws people to the theater for the first time. God, I love that. I'm yeah. a theater nerd. I, yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. I, Big surprise. I was three credits shy of graduating with my Bachelor of Arts because I'm so shit at math. Uh, <laughs> I kept failing the scenic design class because I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't figure out the two by four, like all of the math shit for oh, building. Good Lord. I couldn't figure it out. And I <laughs> took that class three times. And luckily I was a double major with communications and I eked in under the wire with communications. And I was just like, I'm go I'm sorry. I'm going to have to just walk away from this double major thing. Uh, I love it. I was in an all-female sh uh, Shakespeare troupe called Chickspeare. Oh, wow. oh my goodness. Oh, oh Emily. I miss it. I loved it. They always made me play the drunk people for some reason. I don't know why. I gave a thrilling performance as one of Audrey Two's arms once. <gasps> When I was in high school, so you know, little Check shop. I love little shop. You know, anyway, little shop, <laughs> little shop is probably the show I've done the most, and I've noticed that actors, every character in little shop is such a distinct type that we tend to like. Um, always you could make a whole career of just going from theater to theater doing little shop you know yes but, uh, it's so that, good yeah back in the i used to be the dentist character who in the stage play is like <laughs> plays all the plays all these different little weird characters you know yeah, um, yeah. but yeah i was like you know whoever plays seymour is a very distinct type and mushnick and audrey and of course audrey two's voice and you know the and the puppeteers uh -huh. and then yeah so we would see each other in multiple productions in different places. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, um, so being that you're in the theater, theaters all seem to be a magnet. I knew it. I knew things. it. Have you experienced anything? I mean, I know that, that you were saying with your apartment, you were like, ah, I'm not really aware. You know, I'm not really into that stuff. Not really a believer. But since then, or I guess prior to that, have you had anything happen on, in theaters that you've been at? Um, I've heard stories. Um, I would say I worked at one theater in West Virginia. Uh, it was um, it's called the Apollo Theater, and it's an old historic theater there, and all sorts of good mm -hmm. stories about that place. I didn't have any personal experience there. The one, the one experience that I had in a theater that I that comes to mind that I would say I think was an actual experience was. When I was in high school, um, and I was very, uh, when I was a, a freshman in high school, uh, I did a production of The Sound of Music, and I worked backstage. Uh -huh. <laughs> and there was an there was an older girl um, that she had. The, we had the same habit of pacing backstage, so we would always just pace, 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 pace back and forth. She very tragically died in a car accident. Um, no. uh, I think that summer she was older, um, but I would. 
often sense her pacing with me backstage when oh, wow. uh, yeah i would hear the i would you know i would stop and think did i hear footsteps you know but yeah for the the following years i always felt that so oh, that's so interesting yeah. yeah, we were just doing an interview and we definitely just said something about like all theaters are haunted. You yeah, can't like <laughs> there's a reason that we put the ghost light out on the stage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not called a ghost light for shits and giggles. Um, well, Andrew, thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on and it was lovely to meet you and hear about your experience and um you know, yeah, and give your <laughs> wife a big old hug for us. Yeah, <laughs> really. Seriously, um, tell her we believe her. We, yeah, we believe. We believe you. We believe her. <laughs> there we go. Um, until our next episode, wear a mask, wash your hands, sage your sofa, sage your sofa, and uh, don't be afraid of the dark. But I will. Terrifying. Terrified. 17 nightlights. My husband sleeps with the covers over his head. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thank you so much. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. would wake up screaming in the middle of the night because she could see a toddler running around the room.